0: This is Cindy Godwin, pastor of Summit Church, and this is Our Chosen Podcast. I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope this inspires you. I hope that it helps build up your faith and remind you that God has chosen you and set you apart for His purpose. Enjoy the message. All right, so let's begin today. I to totally changed what I was going to share with you today. I'm going because I believe this is what the Holy Spirit wants me to do, and I'll be brief. I'm going to be talking about the grace of hearing the voice of the Lord. Three years ago, my little sister was diagnosed with a very rapidly growing uh, breast cancer. And she fought with all of her might and had many grueling, grueling, difficult treatments. And she did not want to go to heaven yet. She wanted to live and she wanted to see her grandchildren grow up. I mean, don't you grandmothers want to see that? And even if you're not a grandmother yet, let me just tell you from personal experience, you'll want to see your grandchildren grow up. And hopefully your great grandchildren. How many of you are great grandmothers? And so that's awesome. Golly, you don't look old enough to be that. And, but she will see it from a different vantage point. On Saturday morning, early at five something, in the morning, she took her last breath. She lived her way and she departed her way. Her son was with her. We had already gone home and that's how she wanted it. And so, Saturday after next, we will gather to celebrate her life and to honor her memory. And the reason I'm telling you this today is because Last Chosen, which was September of 2022, Cindy always gives me the privilege of standing up here and sharing with you. And I looked out in the audience and I saw her as I have at Every Chosen. And I heard the voice of the Lord say, she won't be here last year, next year, not last year, but next year. And at the time, you know, I just wanted to Do you ever do that to God? You know, you just silence, Lord. And, but I knew in my heart that I had heard his voice. Now I'm going somewhere with this because today with all my heart, I really hope that you will pay attention to the gentle, kind promptings of the Holy Spirit. And that's what I want to talk to you about. And if you don't hear anything else, I want you to hear this. He will not shout at you. He will not beat you over the head and shake you and say, listen to me. Like we might have done at some point with, I've never done that, but maybe you have with your children. And that was a lie because I did. But he, he doesn't do that. He will speak to you he descended at his baptism like a dove. He's not a dove, but like a dove. And let me tell you something about a dove. They're very gentle. They're very grace-filled and graceful. And they have fixed eyes, which means they can't look to the right and they can't look to the left. They can only look straight ahead. And when, when the Bible says, fix your eyes on Jesus the author and perfecter of your faith. He's saying, don't look to the circumstances, look at me. And because he gave me the grace to hear his voice and to obey him, I can stand up here three days after she passed, and I'm gonna tell you, she suffered horribly. And I'm sure that many of you have seen somebody you love depart from that horrific demonic disease. Don't ever let me hear you say God did it because he did it. To say that is to say you would put a flesh-eating, cell-eating disease on your children because you love them. There's not one mother in here that would do such a thing. It is demonic. And what I noticed her very last day on earth, the Friday before she departed on Saturday, is every person I have seen depart from that disease has the very same appearance signifying a signature that is not born of heaven. And I am determined That we will be so immersed in the word of God and so equipped to hear his voice that we are going to be beacons of light and hope and peace to other people. And that we are going to see redemption in God's people so that we can be carriers of healing and wholeness. Jesus said, except a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it abides alone. But if it dies, it brings forth much fruit and from the passing of many of your loved ones and from the passing of my own sister their death will not be in vain there will be a harvest of blessings and life that is birth from their departure the bible said blessed are those who die in the lord and the blessing comes through the fruit Of their lives. So, in 1 Kings 19 and verse 9, you know the story of Elijah. Elijah was afraid. He was running from wickedness, the wicked Jezebel. He came to a cave. He lodged in the cave, and the word of the Lord came to him. And the Lord said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? And every time we run from God, and every time we think I'm the only one, Which is what he told the Lord nobody but me, I'm the only one left. Actually, there were 700. Every time we run from the Lord, the Lord is saying exactly those words What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Joyce, Christy, Janice, what are you doing here? Pam, Olivia, Tiffany, Vita, what are you doing here? Get out from the cave. I'm with you. And he replied, I've been jealous for the Lord God and the Israelites have forsaken your covenant and thrown down your altars, killed your prophets with the sword and I only am left and they seek my life to take it away. I, listen, I love Elijah, but that was self-pity. And there's one thing I know for sure about the Lord. I can 100% tell you this. He does not join our pity parties. And the Lord said what he is saying to us today, go out and stand on the mount before the Lord. Why? He was calling him to a high place where he could hear the voice of the Lord. And it wasn't in a position of self-pity. In other words, the Lord is saying, don't, well, I'm gonna tell you this in a minute. And behold, the Lord passed by him, and a great and strong wind rent the mountains and broke in in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, a sound of a gentle stillness and a still, small voice. And the Lord was in that. The gentle, still, small voice. But he wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the wind and he wasn't in the fire. Listen to me and listen to me carefully. This is today's message. You will never hear his voice if you don't silence the noise. And if you don't hear anything else I say today, hear me loud and clear. You will not hear him in the earthquake. You will not hear him in the fire, and you will not hear him in the strong wind. Get up on the mount. Psalm 91.1, in the secret place of the Most High God, and hear him. Hear his still small, gentle voice. He'll never shout at you. He won't yell at you. He won't punish you. He won't tell you what a bad person you are. He will not shame you. He will never condemn you. There There's no condemnation in Christ, but in the small, still voice, he'll speak to you. Years and years and years ago, there was a vineyard pastor and he was ministering. Now you need to hear the story. And he was in his hotel. And in the middle of the night, the Lord woke him up and he had an open vision. Now, whether or not you believe in open visions, they are Bible. Just because you've never had one does not mean they do not exist. And he had an open vision, and in the open vision, he saw a huge billboard, a blank billboard, and a little pink pig in the corner. And the Lord said to him, what do you see? And the vineyard pastor said, I see a little pink pig. And he said, that's the problem with my people. They're looking at the distractions and not at what I'm saying because you see the billboard was blank and the Lord wanted to write on that billboard of his life and reveal plans to him. But he only noticed the little pink pig. And I'm telling you, if you don't get away from the distractions, I have so many women say, oh, I just can't hear the kids are loud, this and that. And, and I'm never alone. Well, can you go to the bathroom alone? Surely there's some place you can get alone because it's on the Mount of the Lord that you'll hear his voice. And I'm telling you right now, had I not immersed myself in the word of God and in his presence, I would not be here today. Cindy would be up here instead of me, which would have probably been a whole lot better than me. But I'm just telling you, the grace that has overwhelmed my life came as a result of going up to the Mount of the Lord and spending private time with Him. And you can have that same privilege. And I'm gonna tell you how to do it. For those of you who think I can't hear His voice, I'm gonna show you right now. Psalm 119, I'm going to read to you verses 5, 17, 44, 88, 115, 145, and 167. Oh, that my ways were directed and established to observe your statues. Listen, hearing, receiving, loving, obeying. Those four things are the key to a victorious life. Hearing, receiving, loving, and obeying. Verse 17, deal bountifully with your servant that I may live, and I will observe your word, hearing, receiving, loving, and obeying. Verse 44, I will keep your law forever and ever, hearing, receiving, loving, obeying. Verse 88, according to your steadfast love, give life to me, and then I will keep your testimony of your mouth, hearing, receiving, loving, obeying. Verse 115, depart from me, you evil doers, that I may keep the commandments of my God, hearing, receiving, loving, obeying. I cried with my whole heart, hear me, O Lord. I will keep your statutes, hearing, receiving, loving, obeying. Verse 167, your testimonies have I kept, hearing, receiving, loving, obeying. That is the key to a victorious life. Hear his voice through his word. Receive what he says to you. Love his word above the chatter, above the news reports and obey what he says to you. If he tells you, fill the water pots to the brim, don't say, they don't want water, they want wine. Whatever he says to you, do it. The first miracle of Jesus is because Mary heard, received, loved her son, the word, and obeyed. Whatever he says to you, do it. This is not hard. My biggest temptation, I'm just gonna open myself up to you, My, the biggest temptation in my whole life is Genesis 3.1. Has God said, can it really be that God has said? Because the enemy comes to cause you to doubt that you've heard God. He comes to cause you to doubt it is written. Chosen 2023 is chosen power. He comes to steal your power. The power is the word of God. The testimony of the Holy Spirit, the love of the Father. The thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that you may have life in abundance to the full till it overflows. He comes to steal that. If he can steal the Word, then he can slaughter you and destroy your faith. And make no mistake about it, all that the devil wants is your faith, because without faith it's impossible to please God. Don't you think it would be easy for me to stand up here and say, why didn't you heal my sister? Where is your word? Why didn't it happen? I thought with God, all things are possible. I have not had one thought like that. Not one. Because I know this, what the enemy meant for evil, God means for good. I know that. That horrific disease was not for my father. It came to steal, kill, and destroy. I am convinced that the fruit that will come from her death is beyond anything I can imagine. And to be honest with you, and I'm not at liberty to share, but there has already been some tremendous things happening, some tremendous reconciliation, some tremendous healing. In John 10, verses 2, 3, 4, 5, and 27... Jesus said, He who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. The watchman opens the door for this man, Jesus, and the sheep listen to his voice and heed it. Hear, receive, love, obey. He calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. Where? To the mount of the Lord, to a safe place. He said, the sheep hear his voice. How do, you, how do you become his sheep? You say, Jesus, come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins and live there. I give you my life. Take it and fulfill your purpose. Because if you don't do that, he won't force his way in. That would be a thief. You'll see on the news, because the daughter was interviewed this morning, a precious, dear 80-year-old man on Sunday night, had picked up a hamburger from easy's saw a car pulled over by the side of the road stopped to help the men and they beat him to a pulp broke his nose broke his clavicle gave him a tbi a brain bleed broke his ribs 80 year old man stole his car his truck drove off what kind of monster does that just because he was a good Samaritan. And then God sent some good Samaritans that found him and called EMS and stayed with him. And and he will recover. He's got a road ahead of him, but he will recover. Don't ever attribute the works of darkness to the one who is love, ever. He's calling every one of us to come away with him. In the book of Revelation, repeatedly, and remember, Revelation, we always go, that's the book about the end times. No, it's a revelation of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's how the book opens. Yes. A revelation of Jesus Christ. Yes. I mean, if you really want to know him, read that book out loud. Amen. It's the only book that promises a blessing to those who read it. And the, the testimony of Jesus in it is so beautiful. Oh, I love the way he's revealed as the one who has a two-edged sword coming out of his mouth and his feet are burnished bronze and his hair is white and his face is glistening and he has a robe dyed by dipping in blood and the title by which he is called is the word of God. You want to get to know Jesus? Read Revelation and the gospels. Verse four, John 10 When he has brought his own sheep outside, he walks on before them and the sheep follow him because they know his voice. They know his voice. They will never follow a stranger, but they will run away from him because they do not know the voice of strangers or recognize their call. How do you know the voice of a stranger? Listen to me. I'm going to give you some really good instruction right now. The voice of a stranger speaks fear. The voice of the, the stranger speaks doubt. The voice of the stranger, but that's tongue-tied. It speaks worry and anxiety, ungodly anger, bitterness, resentment, unforgiveness, payback, hurt, trauma. That's the voice of a stranger. But the voice of the shepherd speaks peace to his people, even in the midst of a storm. They do not know the voice of strangers. The voice of the stranger speaks confusion. Verse 27, the sheep that are my own, hear and are listening to my voice and I know them and they follow me. Hear, receive, love, obey. In November and December, mourning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, not when the sun rises, would overtake me. This is when the oncologist, who was a magnificent man, I mean, he even did DNA testing on the cancer to find out what treatment would destroy the DNA of that cancer and put her on it. He would say to her, you're going to beat this. I believe this is going to work. And everybody was believing that. And it's not that I have a lot of confidence in the treatment. My confidence is in the Lord. And if he works through treatment, praise God. But I literally, I would have this morning M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G-R if I spelled it wrong. You know, I was an English chaser, so ignore me. I would literally go into my closet all day and I would, I mean my literal closet, I don't mean my spiritual closet, which is your heart. I would go, go into my literal closet and sit or lay on the floor and uncontrollably weep where nobody was. My husband didn't see me. My children did not see me. I was alone. I was at the Mount of the Lord and it would overcome me, and I couldn't control it, and I would weep, and I would weep, and I would weep. Do you know the Bible says there's a time to mourn? There's a time to mourn. But I want you to know the Bible gives set times, and I don't know what that is for everybody. I know Moses, they had 30 days to mourn. King David mourned for three days, and then he got up and he said, he will not come to me, but I will go to him. And isn't it exciting when you sent loved ones to heaven to know that when you get there, they're going to be right there to meet you. I've been told by people that have gone to heaven and come back because they died and for whatever reason, the Lord gave them back their life. And I I personally know a couple of people like this. And I've been told that heaven announces it. Just to encourage you. Sister, so-and-so's coming today. Brother, so-and-so's coming today. And they all gather around to welcome you. Isn't that awesome? What a beautiful thought. And so I would cry and I would weep before the Lord. Buckets of tears. Because I knew in my heart that my little sister would not remain on earth and i would look at her pain-wracked body withering down to i don't know what she weighed when she passed maybe 88 pounds she was so beautiful if you knew her on february 9th i received a text from someone that from another city that did not know my sister was sick had no idea She said, Sandy, I was walking. She was getting ready to host a huge conference on that day. And I was taking a walk and the Lord pulled me over and had me write this down. I wanted to send it to you. She said, I saw you and you were like a beautiful bird and you were held in the palm of his hand. And he opened his hand and he released you. And I heard the scripture in Matthew 6, consider the lilies of the field. You know that scripture? They don't toil or spin, yet your heavenly father Clothes them. Consider the birds of the air. Your heavenly Father feeds them. She said, I just wanted you to know. She had no idea. But the Lord was telling me, I'm taking care of you. I've got you. I see you. And as a result of hearing his voice and obeying him. Last Tuesday after I spoke, I looked at my phone when I left And there were four calls from my sister and she was too weak to call. She couldn't even hold a phone anymore. Someone had to do it for her. And her caregiver was calling me, please call, please call, please call. And I called and she was crying and she said, I can't do this anymore. And I said, are you ready to go be with Jesus? And she said, yes. And I said, do you want me to release you? And she said, yes. And I said, Kathy, you will never taste death. Jesus said, those who believe in him will not taste death. You will just leave what was your earth suit. You'll have no consciousness. You might see your body and you might think, I don't like the way that body looks, but you won't feel it. And you will be in a place of great celebration. There will be no sting. And I release you into the hands of your Savior. And all of us did that. And I was able to do that because two nights before this, I heard the Lord speak to me, Romans 8, 18. I considered that, and I was saying to the Lord, Lord, she's suffering so much. And I heard, for I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us and for us and conferred on us. And I knew at that point that even the horrific suffering, I know many of you have been there with loved ones, cannot be compared to the glory that they have now. The week or two weeks before this happened, Vita Lasek called me and she said, the Lord said to you, don't listen to the fear. You are the one who will bring peace, Isaiah 52, 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him who brings good things, who publishes peace, who brings good tidings of good, who publishes salvation, and who says to Zion, your God reigns. In every difficult and hard situation you may ever experience from this day forward, I'm here to tell you somebody will bring you peace. The Lord will always send a messenger to announce peace. And you might be that messenger. Because I obeyed his voice, I'm his sheep. I listen to his voice. I follow him. And so are you. Because I had those two months on the mount of the Lord, starting with chosen when he prepared me, I was able to receive the grace of God in my weakness. And so now... I can be a support of peace and joy and hope to my grieving family. And so can you. Whatever you're going through, hear, receive, love, obey. Can you say that with me? Hear, receive, love, obey. You'll hear his voice. And in hearing, receiving, loving, and obeying the voice of the Good Shepherd. You'll be strong. There will be redemption. And you will bring hope and life and peace to God's people. In Jesus' name. Thanks again for joining us. If you enjoyed the podcast, subscribe and share it with a friend. You can hear more messages by visiting chosenessay.com. Be sure to follow us at Chosen Essay on Facebook and Instagram.